In Tune with Naledi Maleo on SAFM. So, Portia Murudi is on the line with us now. She is a beekeeper who learned how to rise from the ashes. She quit her job in 2012 um, to start a business that failed after two years um, and then came back with a clearer mission than before. Portia, welcome back to SAFM. It's so good to have you with us. Hi, Naledi. Thank you, and thank you to your listeners. You know, um, I thought we should get you back specifically because we are constantly trying to encourage young people to look at agriculture as and, and see the opportunities in agriculture. Um, but that's yep. not a very easy thing to do. So what was it for you? When I, if I ask you wh- why that sector, you say what? Um, I think uh, it was really by chance that I went into, into agriculture, um, even though having grown up on a, on a farm, I never really had this thing in my mind that one day I'll become a farmer. But I think throughout, my grandfather was really trying to groom all of us into taking that path mm. because people will always eat, eh? Mm. So I, I think he saw a gap in that a lot of young people, we were moving away from agriculture and trying to find more professional careers, if I may call it. Yeah. If I may call it that, yes. Yeah, so, so, so and, and that's the thing, these ongoing opportunities. I like what you said, people will always eat. But what were some of the challenges that you had in, in starting up your business? Um, I think mainly acquiring land was, was an issue and money involved, especially as a start-up. It's not the easiest to, to try and buy land for your, for your project. And with agriculture, as everybody knows, it's not really that you can actually control things like climate and droughts, you know, those are things that you really cannot control. And that was a problem because projection-wise, you can easily work on certain projections only to find out that that year is so bad, there's there's drought, and then your projections are sort of out of the door completely. You see, for someone who's listening right now and is young and wants to maybe look at agriculture, they hear you talk about land and um, you know, they, they almost throw their hands, their, their arms in the air because they feel, oh, okay, that's that's a challenge. Then I'm, I can't do it because I don't have access to land. But it's interesting how you were able to work around that 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 issue. What is it that you did? Yes, um, what we actually did. I I always say you need to find ways around it. So instead of us trying to to buy our own land, we actually went and spoke to people that actually had land because we realized with beekeeping, as long as you can have a secure place whereby you can place your hives and then there's enough forage for the bees, basically uh, an ideal environment for them to thrive, then you're good to go. Mm. So most of the farmers in Winterfeld were prepared to give us the space to work from, and that's how we, we started. And what we said to them was that, look, this will help you with bee pollination for your crops, so this will improve the quality and the yields of your crops, as a result, we benefited because we got the honey and they got the depollination services at no cost at all. Mm. And that's the type of relationship that we built our relationship on with the, with the farmers. Yeah. Has there been impact that you're able to see in it? I'm talking specifically about the community, right? Um, that lives have been able to change, opportunities have been created through your work. Oh, yes, definitely. Um, I think over a period of the last year with all the communities that we've gone into because not only did we start focusing on bee pollination, 
but we also went into conflict resolution in rural villages because we found that uh, they had a lot of elephants that would come in and roam and damage crops in these villages, and elephants don't like bees. So we go into these communities, train them in beekeeping, uh, provide them with hives, and build bee fences to prevent the elephants from actually crossing over and damaging the crops. As a result, you're saving the bees, the elephants, and people. Yeah. So, so we've seen quite a lot of change and impact in that in that regard. Yeah, and jobs are created. That's the beauty of it, right? We're actually yes. creating yes. jobs instead of um, coming out of varsity and being and, and going out into the job market looking for work. There's opportunities in agriculture to to, to create employment. A few things Definitely. that you think we should we should really understand about starting a business like this one. So in the agricultural space, perhaps I'd like to be a bee farmer as well or a beekeeper. Mm-hmm. Um, so, number one, let's talk about the research that we need to conduct, and then how do we prepare ourselves or, 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 or um, tool ourselves and ensure that we, are, we have the right tools to begin the business? I'm, I'm actually glad that you mentioned research because what I found is that in, in agribusiness in general, uh, we need to come up with innovative ways of doing farming. With the changes that we're noticing now with the climate, we, we need to be creative in running our businesses. If you don't have resources, that's something you need to look into. But what I've also found is that passion goes a long way when it comes to this type of business that you can't necessarily control. Mm. For example, with beekeeping, you're, you can't really control bees if they decide to leave a box. So if you have 50 boxes and tomorrow they decide all of them they're going to find better places to stay and you're left without any bees, you need to have that passion to say, okay, I'm going to start over again and how am I going to, to start it? So it's not sort of your easy type of, oh, I'm going to make so much money and then that's the case. There are a lot of challenges. So to, to take you through those challenges, um, you need that passion. And I think we also need to start running businesses with a heart, businesses that involve the community, so social entrepreneurship. And I think that has taken us um, in times when one thought of quitting because things were so hard. You think of all these communities that you actually work with and mm. then you push. Mm. So it's really about, I call it running a business with a heart that involves all the people around you and not just yourself and your and your goals. Yeah, and then there's now a, a a learner who's in high school, perhaps at that at that phase where they're choosing their subjects and they're listening to you right now when they think, oh no no no, thank you Porsche, I appreciate the information, but no, farming is not sexy. That's not what I want to do. <laughs> and you say what yeah. to that young person? Um, they'll be surprised. Actually, uh, that's not the case. That's an old phase that people have given agriculture that you need to be old, uh, you need to be dirty in order to do your 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 farming. No, I, I wear my stilettos and I still have fun like any other young person. Mm. But when it comes to work, we actually push work. And it's also about being innovative around the way you're doing farming. And I think that's what makes it more attractive. I recently found out about a study whereby these are actually used to measure pollution. So it's things like that Mm. that people need to start looking around and not just your typical planting crops kind of um, agriculture. So there's really a lot of forms of agriculture that young people can go into, different researches that they can make to change 
the state of our climate and environment today. So you don't have to just look at crop production um, or your typical farming. Yeah, but look at look at creative yeah. opportunities. I like that. Portia, yeah. thank you so much. You've given yeah. us a lot to think about, and I hope that, you know, maybe there's a young person out there who says, that's what, that's what I'm going to do next year. That's what I'm going to look I, into. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. Well, you okay. are an inspiration. Thank you. Portia Morudi, beekeeper who learned how to rise from the ashes. She's an agri- agripreneur and the founder of the Village Market South Africa. That's